Hello and welcome to Baby Talk. This is our show for Saturday, August 28th. It's Travers Day and we're excited about that. We've got those cards covered elsewhere on the network to the nth degree. We're here today to talk about a six-pack of baby races across the country from Saratoga to Del Mar. And then we'll end up in the middle of the country with a little bit, well, middle but east over in uh, Ellis Park. Our normal co-host for the show, he is off for the week. So in for Sean Tugel, we have his colleague from Gainesway, Ben Gowans. Ben, how are things? Things are things are great, Pete. Uh, it's been a, been a hot week here in uh, in Lexington, but uh, at least we've avoided the rain, unlike you up there in Saratoga. Yeah, more more of same here. We, we've had you know equal measure, but it, at different times. It does look like hopefully we're going to be okay for this weather on on Saturday. We'll see. There are some thunderstorms in the forecast. I haven't really broken down the hour by hour, but hopefully these Saratoga races will will go off without a hitch. Before we dive into them, though, Ben, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into the game, and your role at Gainesway. Sure, sure. Um, well, how I got into the game was. Saratoga um, fell in love with Saratoga going up there uh, you know a few times every summer for the, for the big days uh, probably when I was about seven or eight I uh, went for the first time and I remember things like seeing Big Brown's uh, maiden race oh yeah and uh, war passes uh, first race yeah um, remember, remember lawyer Ron's Whitney when he broke the, the track record was um, that was that was memorable so just fell in love with Saratoga from an early age um, and knew that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to work in horse racing and um, met some, some, some of the right people along the way. Um, came to Lexington to go to the, come to the University of Kentucky. Um, graduated this spring. Um, worked at Millridge Farm oh, um, while I was in school. And um, they're, they're great guys. And, and it was great working with them. And um, got, uh, got an offer from Gainesway uh, after graduation. And uh, very happy to be part of the Gainesway team now. That's so cool. Where did you grow up? What was what what part of uh, were you in upstate New York, kid? No, so uh, I, that was uh, Western Massachusetts. When, okay, when we went up to close Saratoga. enough for rock and roll I, I when it in, comes to Saratoga. Yeah, you know, a quick fifty-five minute trip. Yeah. I added down to the the T. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was going to Saratoga was something that you know I was look, look forward to every summer and uh, just just glad I now now I can go to Saratoga on business trips. It's a little oh. different. That's pretty sweet, I have to say. And what is your exact role at, at Gainesway? So my title is Bloodstock Assistant, um, which I I would tell people is a little bit like the uh, the Ben Zobrist role for <laughs> baseball fans out there. Human Swiss uh, Army the knife, in other words. Yeah, the, the utility uh, player. <laughs> I just uh, assist with everything, racing, sales, you know, uh, everything on the Bloodstock side. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great gig, and um, it, it, it keeps me involved in everything, which I think is the best way to be in this, in this business. That's great. And I heard a little rumor you, you do have the occasional uh, bet at the at the windows. Is is gambling something you, you do frequently or more on a lark? Uh, no, I, I like to stay informed. Um, I, you know, I, I'll have a, a wager here and there for sure. Um, yeah, been, uh, been lucky to actually pay for some of my uh, college tuition with some gambling winnings, so... <laughs> 
Well, that you know, sounds you know fantastic. That's a great story. We're going to, at some point, I realize we're going to have to dive into that one a little bit deeper because you don't hear that. <laughs> Usually you hear learning to play the horses. I paid as much as a college tuition to get to the point where I can go uh, to the track and, and fend for myself. You don't often hear, uh, especially a young person saying that they're, they're uh, reaping, you know, th- those kind of benefits. Is our maiden race is a big part of what you do when you are uh, gambling? Uh, sure. I, I love the um, the breeding side of it, you know, diving into pedigrees and then, you know, you have all sorts of different things to look at. You have sales results um, when you have the two-year-old sales, you know, of notes on the two-year-olds and, and notes in their breezes or notes from the yearling sales. Um, and then I love, you know, the new edition of XBTV. I love uh, watching the works and, and just trying to, it's a bit different than just, you know, looking at, at figs or looking at, um, obviously, a lot of these horses are are unraced, so it's it's a, it's a bit of a guessing game, but you can be clever that way too. No doubt about it. Let's kick off with looking at this baby race early double, which I love when they connect the baby races because there are, are a lot of people like us and many in our listening audience who, who want to try to specialize in these races. So kind of fun to get a chance to to take a look at a double. Like we've got to kick off this Travers card. It's early, so make sure you're tuned in early. Eleven thirty-five a.m. We kick off with these two-year-old maidens going a mile and a 16th on the inner turf. And Ben, I'll let you kick it off. Who do you like in here? Sure. Well, um, I, I think the, um, the Todd entry, uh, Royal Spirit, you know, he's a, a very highly regarded horse. Um, he's trained very well in the turf. He was actually entered. If we look at the, um, the morning my favorite sweeping giant, he was entered in that maiden race. But um, I think he came up with a temperature or something like that. So he had to be scratched. Um, but he actually had outworked uh, Souping Giant pretty, pretty easily before that race, and Souping Giant uh, ran pretty well, actually, first time out when he second to Shug Source Limited Liability. So I think you have to start with, with Royal Spirit. Um, he's an into mischief, you know, into mischief out of a Melbourne Moon Mary. You wouldn't think turf, but he's actually trained very well on the grass. Um, uh, Dr. Davis was obviously a horse that uh, got quite a few people's attention first time out. He was hammered um, in, a, in a main race earlier in the meet and, and had a, a, a bit of a he, – he ran like a first-time starter. He kind of got ran off early, and he was wide and uh, just didn't finish at all. So it would be interesting to see what he does this time. I'm not sure. You know, he, he had worked really well coming into that, that first race, and I'm not sure, um, you know, if he's just a morning glory or not. I know c- coming out of the race he hasn't – maybe worked quite as well or, or been as impressive in the morning. Um, I think you have to talk about Chad's horse and, you know, drawing from the inside to the quality road cult electability, um, just one turf work um, for that horse. But that's probably a pretty good sign that, you know, Chad liked what he, what he saw in that one turf work. And he's had a pretty steady uh, pattern of drills coming in the race. So you have to consider him. It's, it's a wide open race. You know I mean? I think really you can make a case for, for, and anybody, um, and, and with Sweeping Giant, he has the best race of anybody that's run. So, you know, we have to consider him as well. It is wide open. I would agree with that. And I tell you what, the way the barn, the brown barn is flying, I mean, horses, they're all, they're, they're running, you know, you typically expect them to run well. I'd say right now they're running a, a length or two better than you even expect them to. They're definitely 
um, look completely primed as he's making this this uh, mad effort to uh, to run away with the, the the training title here as we get towards the, exactly. the the back end of the Saratoga meet. So I did not actually even put electability in my in my original picks. I did the picks before the races today. After seeing the way those things were running today and and have been running all week, I do think moving that one up makes sense. I went with Doctor Davis in here. You mentioned bet hard on debut. I thought there were a number of excuses. Now these days, Bill Montfirsters, we're seeing them more often than not be primed at a meet like Saratoga, but I still expect them to do better than average better second out. And I think if Dr. Davis uh, does that and builds on that experience, uh, maybe the one to beat and maybe a decent price with some interesting firsters. Just to mention another we haven't talked about uh, so far, I thought that speaking scout number eight had a little bit of an interesting look, attracting Saez, Purchased privately, I'm guessing, out of that solid debut. Switched to the care of Graham Motion. That's another one you could have in the mix. So uh, the, if, if you made me bet one horse, it would be Dr. Davis. But if I were playing the early pick five, I'd want a whole lot of them in this uh, in this opener. Any more thoughts on that, or should we pivot to race number two? I, I think we covered it. I, I agree. So we'll get paid in this early double with this two-year-old maiden going six furlongs on the dirt. Just a field of seven in this spot. This was one where, um, even before I decided I was upgrading all the Chad Browns, I landed in that direction. Jack Christopher, I thought, was pretty interesting. This just did a little bit of work on the pedigree. I mean, obviously, Munnings excels with debuting runners. Jack Christopher had a sibling that won on debut. In this work tab, I haven't seen the works but or even seen a clocker report, but uh, it looks like a, a very solid work tab. And then there were just a couple of obvious ones I wanted to have in the mix. Dr. Perry. The $690,000 into mischief trained by Asmussen. Big female family here. Um, I thought had to be on the, your short list. And then Steinbeck costing $650K um, out of the sale. Giant multiple of frosted stud fee. One I definitely wanted to take a look at as well. Those were going to be my main ones to focus on. But I'm very curious, Ben, how you see it. No, I agree about Jack Christopher. I mean, you just see the one gate work um, in his pattern. It's five furlongs out of the gate, 59-3, and, um, and that he, he broke really well and, and, and worked really well in that work. So, you know, when a horse has, just has one gate work for somebody like Chad Brown, that's, uh, that's a pretty good sign that, that a horse has ability. Um, I'm a little interested in, in back to normal for, for Maker from the rail. Uh, if you go back and watch that first race, he did not break at all. He broke last. Um, he rushed up. Um, made a big move, um, sort of a middle move in that five furlong race at Ellis and um, sort of ranged up to Roger McQueen, a horse that came back and won a stakes race there at Ellis uh, last weekend, I believe, and, and just got outrun by that horse who had experience um, late. But I think it's very interesting that Maker brings this horse up here to run at Saratoga and what he knows is going to be a, a tough maiden race on Traverse Day. Instead of saying for one of the races we'll talk about a bit later for a, you know, a race on at Ellis, um, I think that's that's an interesting move um, for this Liam's map. Cold. Yeah, no, that's definitely that's definitely an, an interesting angle, and and Maker still, you know, he's getting uh, he's falling behind there in, in the trainers race, but he's just had such a, a great show with the meet. You wouldn't have to twist my arm very hard to include any number ones on your tickets in this early pick five. Shall we head out to Del Mar? That sounds good. Let's do it. All right, we're going out to Del Mar. A couple of really interesting races out in this direction and of course my notes are failing me no here it is it's race number one 5 p.m eastern two-year-old fillies going six furlongs on the dirt 
I'll let you kick this one off. Well, I think you have to talk about uh, Cap Tear first. She is obviously the sister to the great Fabersham. No, just kidding. She's actually <laughs> the, the sister to California Chrome um, and has been working pretty well, uh, it seems, uh, for Bob out there at Del Mar. Um, she's drawn outside, which is a pretty good thing for a first-time starter. And, uh, you know, the Philly experience uh, ran pretty well. Uh, Mike McCarthy's Philly Philly Valentina Gata, the daughter of Practical Joke. Um, she ran pretty well first time out, but um, it sounds sounds like this uh, cap tear might be okay. Yes, it sure does. Uh, I did look at some of the workouts on XBTV, and, and I thought she was noticeably outworking some of those stablemates in the in the team drills. And I felt like the other interesting one was Valentina Gata, as you as you mentioned. We see so often how much that uh, how much that that experience can benefit, and, and she showed real ability getting involved in that uh, in that speed duel. And this is something McCarthy does very well, moving horses up with experience. So uh, in this one, we had the numbers exactly the same: the, the the six and the the six and the three. I did want to ask you about the five electric ride, who I thought uh, looked just looking at work tab. I didn't see the works on this one, but work tab wise seem to have maybe some things to to recommend and and i thought would probably be among the favorites in this spot yeah i think you're right she worked very well a, a quick uh nine four eighth at the obs april sale um so she has a little little gas and you can see that in these in that last work going 59 four out of the gate um yeah i mean obviously sadler can win first time out but she's i think gonna be pretty decent to win yeah, I think that's fair. I, I'm going to go ahead and put the McCarthy runner ahead of Cap Tear. Sounds like you've got them in the in the other order. I'm really excited, though, to talk to you about the eighth race at Del Mar. We've got a nice Gainesway connection uh, to, to our, our sponsors here uh, with, uh, with Union Train, this Gainesway-bred uh, colt. Now, granted, the hands that he's in, uh, going six furlongs of the dirt here, I, I mean... I'll be honest with you, the last John Sheriff's first-time starter winner I can name was Zenyatta. I know there have been others, but in percentage terms, it is not exactly what he's known for. But this is a horse yeah. that, uh, you know, you, you look through this pedigree, and there's precocity there. The dam, uh, the dam wanted to. And the workouts, if, it, if you covered up the name of the trainer, you'd be like, oh, yeah, this is the horse I want to bet for me anyway. Uh, where, right. where do you stand with Union Train in this race? Well, you know, I, I think he's probably going to be pretty pretty decent in the long run. The thing I worry about is Miss Frost, the turf horse herself, his dam. And, um, you know, she's produced two good horses so far, and they're both turf horses, including White Frost, who had won the sweetest chant earlier this year, goes from a very talented filly. So I, I just worry. And, you know, you wouldn't think so with the Union Rags on top, but but the dam is a turf horse, and I worry if, I worry he might be a turf horse in the long run. Yeah, between that and the hands, you probably – well, you know, I'll, I'll let the market decide, honestly. I mean, I was surprised to see I handicapped the race without the morning lines. I mean, at 12 to 1, I'm going to be including, um, mm-hmm. in, you know, in, in, some, in some reckoning. But I feel like this is a horse that's going to get bet way down, and then it might pay to take that wait-and-see approach. Where did you end up landing in here? Well, I think you have to talk about the horse from the rail, uh, Drink the Wind, because he, you know, bet really heavily last time, you know, in, into the face of a, a baffer who who won by 11 lengths, uh, and that was Murray, um, and he showed speed and, and just plainly stopped. Um, so you would think for them to run him back, another race on dirt, another race sprinting, and only a month 
from that first race, you would think Peter Miller has figured out or, you know, knows what happened and, and has addressed it. And he, he, to go off even money for some out, there had to be a story. And I think you have to, you know, think he's going to run a lot better this time. That makes sense uh, for for uh, for that number one drink the wind. Durante was another one I was attracted to the to the work tab on. Another trainer not necessarily known for for getting them ready first out, but uh, seemed like one at least worth a, a quick discussion here. I think so. You know, it seems like he has some ability. Um, they didn't pay a ton for him at the OBS March sale, just 130, but he worked well. Um, you know, his tab would would hint that he has some ability. I think the talk about two other first-time starters, you know, both of Baffert's uh, first-time starters, they worked together in that uh, six-for-a-long drill last time on August 19th, uh, one twelve and two out of the gate, um, and they were pretty evenly matched. The, the two is Rockefeller, who's a Medallia d'Oro Cole out of uh, Grade 1 or Dance to Bristol. He's a beautiful horse to sales last year, cost $750,000. Um, you know, he's, he, he, he seems to have some ability, but this, this uh, encode as well, then they were pre- pretty evenly matched. So I'm not sure exactly what you make of, uh, of these two. It, it would seem that Cedillo might have first call um, for Baffert Saturday at Del Mar. So do with that what you will. One, two, and 10. I'm going to write down next to your initials and I'll, I'll mention the three and the five under mine. And with that, we'll head back easterly way to Ellis Park, heading to their fourth race on the card. What were your thoughts on this one? So, the key race, as you know, for this race, in my opinion, is the the, beat, the race at Beach Holiday. The winning line favorite comes out of the race that he was second in. Uh, he got beat by a, a Steve Asnison first time starter, elusive target. And Pete, I I hate this race. Um, <laughs> the winner, the winner looked uh, looked like he was going to be last coming around the turn and, and somehow pulled away by four lengths. Um, I think that's just a sign of a, a weak race. Um, obviously, this this Brad Cox and Mischief Cole can improve second time out. But I'm interested in Blunder from the rail. Um, I thought he ran pretty well first time out. Really looked like a, a bigger, longer striding horse that would appreciate a stretch out in distance. He gets a mile uh, off the five furlong um, debut uh, about a month ago. And uh, I think he should improve second time out for Keith Sorma. Yeah, we have it exactly the same. I mean, I, I couldn't completely get off of Beach Holiday. But I, I was stuck with the idea that this into mischief Godolphin, you know, if was like a proper runner, not not that's me. That's not right. If was like, you know, obviously if it was a star, would probably be running up here at Saratoga. Not to denigrate the two-year-old program at Ellis, which is obviously excellent, but it just it just gave me pause on one that you're gonna like be taking a lot of blue sky pumped into that it might not be warranted at what I'm guessing is going to be a six to five number. And you already made the perfect case on blunder. I can't really add to it. It ran well enough sprinting for one who on the blood, you would definitely think would want longer. I had it one four. It sounds like you're similar. Anything else interesting in here for you? Yeah. I would just like to add the, the seven, Mr. Booma, uh, the Alba folks paid three seventy for this horse out of the Gainesway consignment last September. Uh, son of candy ride, but he, you know, for a Roman first time start, he, showed it an abundance of speed he actually dueled with roger mcqueen horse you mentioned earlier uh the common race the that uh back to normal uh who runs saratoga in that second race yep. now this this horse mr booma dueled with roger mcqueen and, and just got tired late but i find the the big stretch out second time from the five for long race curious for a horse that showed speed and faded so you know maybe if if he gets brave and gets to the lead um he might be dangerous. I don't think he'll be that 8-1 to one morning line. I'll probably be more like half that, but I think you have to use him. 
looking at pace figures, uh, time form anyway, has Mr. Booma and Beach Holiday pretty similar early. With that outside draw, you could definitely make a good case for Mr. Booma to end up being the best of speed in that spot. Let's talk about the last race we're going to do on this show today. Race number six, we've got the two-year-olds going five and a half. Also, uh, right here at Ellis, and my eye went right to number nine, Kaylee's brother in this spot, Twirling Candy. They're almost automatic for me, as includes first time up. I like the fact that three of the siblings from four to make the races have won. Just looked like a well-spotted uh, Dean Maltzman homebred in this spot. A lot of times with first-time starters, I'm more inclined to, to go with the sale horses than, than the homebreds. But in the Cox program, I think uh, Kaylee's brother is going to be ready to fire. I think that's fair. I think he'll probably be the go-off favorite. You know, if he's live, he'll, he'll definitely go off favorite. So this is a race where you really want to watch the board. So many first-time starters. Kind of pretty odd. I kept thinking this race is on turf. You have two summer front first time starters and ironic as first time starter. Yeah. I just kept thinking, am I looking at the right race? <laughs> um, but but so many first time starters. Um, I don't have much of an opinion to be honest. I think this is a race you have to spread in. Um, you know, you look at the two summer front first time starters. Both have you know some some decent works, but you wouldn't expect them to fire first time out on dirt. Um, the same with the Ironicus first time start, number seven, group 18. Um, not sure what to make of that with him debuting, but I think you have to also use two horses on the very outside, uh, with for Mike Maker, number 11, Devil's Glen, he's a daredevil first time starter, and uh, number 12, Sharp Joe for trainer Joe Sharp. There you go. Uh, he has some big, some big works, uh, that horse on the outside, so. So would not be surprised if, if he has a bit of ability. Those two are going to be a price in here to potentially mix in with, with mine. And and I think that a horse, the way I would want to get alive to a horse like the Nine Keeley's brother would be in, like, like, to close out a pick three. Like, try to get live to a runner like that in a race where if the if there is info and the horse can really run, you, you don't have to deal with, with taking that sort of discount on the price. You can get alive in a pick. Sure. To a runner like that, that's what I would. Uh, that's what I, what I would suggest doing. Of course, the pick three starts off with the first race we talked about. So you just gotta just gotta sort out the the, the, the ten claimer for Phillies in the middle, and you, you got yourself a little play there at Ellis Park on yeah. Saturday. And now we, I know. Now I know what I'm doing in ten minutes. <laughs> Take. We should have added it to. The, we should have added it to the rate to the show. We're not. We're not. We're not that hardcore, but we we are. We almost are. But I know with forty minutes between races, I'm I'm at at, at on Travers Day. I'm looking at Woodbine. I'm looking at Ellis. There's this great racing all around the country, and, and Del Mar, of course, too. Well, Ben, your your maiden voyage was a was a was a really sweet one. Do you have any you have any podcast experience? You seem pretty good at this. Uh, no, no, no podcast experience, but I do have some uh, interviewing. Uh, tough tough nuts to crack in, for the saratoga special like those those trainers who won't give you a, a good quote so maybe that's where the experience that, it could it could be it i mean that you know that was my first job in racing uh 20 i do yeah, yeah. 20 years ago and i always say it's like you, you meet these people and they're they're basically from you know they're from one of like four places there's the uofl program there's the U of A program but i i feel like you know standing pretty strong the the godolphin flying start kids and and the saratoga special kids and and i, and I still swear we would absolutely pummel them at softball oh yeah and, and, and certainly quality over quantity that's all i would say <laughs> i'm telling you gabby godette will be our secret weapon we're just gonna we're, we're gonna destroy them um we gotta make yeah. that happen so we use norm too <laughs> 
<laughs> definitely, definitely. He's always he's always invited to play on my team. Great stuff, Ben. Thank you so much. Really appreciated having you on today, and, and we'll we'll have to do it again soon. You may have we're going to tell Tugel that you may have Wally pipped him. Um, if you get that ancient oh, oh sports boy. reference. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for having me on. For Ben, for our friends at Gainesway, for Sean Tugel, I'm Peter Thomas Fornatal. May the hammer drop your way.